The Gemara today on the Aflamid Beis talks about the symphonic structure of the Rosh Hashanah Musaf. Uh, the fact that we have ten psukim in each of the Malchias, Zichronis, and Shofris. Three psukim come from Torah, three from Nevim, three from Ksuvim, and then back one again to Torah. It's really a symphonic structure. Um, and the Gemara talks about uh, the, the number of psukim that we need. The Mishnah says, Ein pochatim malchiot, zikronot, shofrot. We need at least ten psukim at, on each of the sections, Malchias, Zichronis, and Shofris. Ask the Gemara, Hani Asara Malchiot Keneged, me these ten, why, why ten? What do the ten represent? Then we have three views. Rabbi Levi, who says it's the number of times that we've got Halalukah in the Halus Hashem B'Shofar, that piece of Tehillim. Rabbi Yochanan says the Ten Commandments. Uh, Rabbi, uh, Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says the Ten Commandments. And Rabbi Yochanan, Omar Keneged Asara Ma'amarot Shebahem Livraha Olam. Rabbi Yochanan says it's the three statements by which the world was made. Hey, Nia, which are the three? Vayomer Debreshit. Do you mean each time it says Vayomer in Parashat Breshit, the beginning of, of creation? Tisha, if you count them up, it only says Vayomer nine times, not ten. It says the Gemara Breshit, Nami Ma'amaru. The word Breshit is also a Ma'ama. When it says Breshit bara Elokim et Hashemayim et Eretz, in the beginning Hashem created, how do you think He created? Dichtiv bidvar Hashem na'asam nasu. We told in the Posuk that Hashem, the world has been made with the dvar Hashem. That's how Hashem creates, He creates with words. Um, and so, uh, and so then ten altogether, Breshit bara also is a, a creation by Amira, although it doesn't say Vayomer, but it is a creation by Amira. The, um, the same idea we've got in Masech Ovis, you know, you know it well, the world was created in ten ma'amarot, and then the, the mission in Pirkei Ovis uh, asks, well, what do you mean ten? Couldn't it have been done in one? At the end of the day, it says, and that was everything. So he could have created everything with one. Why did he need ten ma'amarot? And the mission answers so as to add accountability to Rishoyim, who damage the world and and to add credit to the tzaddikim who build the world? That's why it's done. Um, but, but all very very cute. But like, what is this for? What is this really? Why is this important to know? What are we meant to do with this information? What difference does it make to our lives? Whether the world was created with ten ma'amarot or one ma'amarot, or it was created not with ma'amarot at all, but some other way. Why is, it, why is it so important for us to know and that it's the foundation of the structure of the Rosh Hashanah Davni? The, um, there's, a, there's an amazing Ma'ashor on this piece of Gemara where the Ma'ashor says um, the reason it doesn't say Amira by Bereshit, firstly, why doesn't it say Amira? If it, we, we're saying Bereshit Baralokim is Amira. How did Hashem create heaven and earth? With a say. So why doesn't it say, Vayomer Elohim Yehi Shemayim Varetz? Like it says every well. Why doesn't it say that? Just as in the beginning, Hashem created heaven and earth. Explains the Masha because the, the initial creation, Shemayim Varetz, was Yesh Me'ayin. It was created from nothing. And it, it wasn't as if Hashem took something and made it or used it. There was nothing. And from nothing, He created everything. Uh, that was the first one. Then the continuation... In the rest of the creation, that's, that's really yesh meyesh. Now that there's shamayim varetz, now that we have substance from which shamayim is made and sh- substance from which eretz is made, and there's the famous Ramban and others who talk about what that substance, substance is, and it sounds like the hydrogen atom, a very, very simple, um, tiny particle. 
uh, and very close to energy and the relationship between energy and matter, which we'll look, we'll look at for further in a moment. But something was created from nothing, whether that was energy or that was the, the origin of matter. That he created from nothing. And then from that hydrogen atom or whatever it was, uh, as the Ramban says, that's the tohu vavohu. That was a substance and an energy. From that, Hashem developed the whole world. The whole world developed out of that. Each step was taking it a step further and a step further and a step further. That's when the, why when the scientists look at it, it looks like evolution. It looks like it just evolved by itself. Because Hashem did evolve the one from the other from the other. That's how it works. That's why it says Vayomer in all of them except the first one, which was really Yeshmai. And the Mashor says, why... Um, but, but even there it says Vayomer, it's made from speech, because that evolution, <coughs> so to say, was directed by Hashem's speech. The, the fact that, that uh, one thing was formed into another, that hydrogen was formed into more complex atoms, and atoms into molecules, and molecules into the different substances and compounds that we have, and there's water, and there's earth, and there's animals, and all of that development was all done by mama, was done by speech, because if it, was do- if it were done by action, human beings couldn't undo it. So Hashem created the world by the energy of his speech, so that we have control. We can damage it, we can destroy it, we can improve it. it it's malleable. It's, it's, it's designed, it's built with speech, and therefore it's malleable. We can change it. Um, and, and we can change it with our actions, with the things that, that we do. So when we talk about it doesn't mean Hashem said, let there be. And then as a result of His saying, let there be, the, uh, the world responded and there was. When it says it means that's the raw material. What is the world made out of? Okay, so it's made out. You go back. Maybe it's a little hydrogen atom is where it starts. What, what's the hydrogen atom made out of? If you go down and you break down matter down to energy and energy to its smallest unit, what is the initial unit from which everything was made? That was Devar Hashem. It was made from Hashem's speech. And I, I bring you an, a, a note at the bottom that speech is energy. And, and sp- the energy of speech has been measured. It was measured as long ago as 1922 and was found to be one erg per second when a person speaks, an average person speaks. An erg is one ten millionth of a watt. And that sounds like very little energy. But check my math. I think if a billion people speak for a second, that's a thousand watts of energy. Just, just the, the energy they're creating out of, out of what? Out of nothing. So when we speak, we're creating energy out of nothing. That's a thousand watts, a billion people speaking for one second, for ten seconds, that's ten thousand watts. They've done nothing, they're sitting absolutely still, all they're doing is their lips are moving. It's their voices creating that energy, that's the energy that can be created from the power of voice. And that's what we have to understand in this Mishnah and in, in our Gemara, to understand by Sarama Amrot Olam. And, and why this is so important for Tzadikim and for Rishayim, is to understand the matter of the world is made of Dvar Hashem. That there's energy in, in word, there's energy in voice. And Hashem's voice, if, if a human voice can, can be one erg per second, uh, then imagine uh, we're, we're such an infinitesimal, immeasurably infinitesimal amount of the of the Hashem. So when Hashem speaks, what's the energy that comes out? It, it's like a nuclear explosion every time Hashem says a word. 
That's the power of energy, and that's the energy which has created the world, from which the world is made. And so when it talks about to give schar to the tzaddikim and mekayim, and to give uh, to be poreah from the, the rishayim, who not to, to, to take account from the rishayim and to credit the tzaddikim, how are we mekayim the world? We mekayim the world with our speech, and we damage the world with the way we speak, with what, with what we say. That's what gives the, the energy of the world, the whole substance of the world is powered. The world is powered by speech. You know, like you see sometimes on these things, you go into a website, it's powered by such and such. Earth, powered by the speech of Hashem. Earth is powered by speech. The energy of the world is powered by speech. And therefore, we can add to that speech or we can detract from that speech. We can damage that speech or we can build on that speech. And the importance of why this is so important for us to know is to understand the power of speech. Yes, that's the Rebbeinu of speech. And we're just an infinitesimal, minute, nothing compared to the Rebbeinu Yes, but, they, but we, as we see, there's energy in speech. We've measured the energy in speech. We know how much energy there is in voice. So, so we understand what can be done with, a, with voice. And that's neutral voice. That's if somebody's just sitting, when they did that measurement in 1922, that was just people saying A, B, C, D, E. They were saying nothing of meaning. And that was the energy level it had. But when you add meaning to, to voice, and when you add intention to voice, and when you in, add feeling and passion to voice, the energy just scales up and up and up. So you can just say the words flippantly that don't mean anything. If I just say, say these words, and you say, I love you, it doesn't mean it. But it's already, it's one erg per second of energy, even if it doesn't mean anything. And now you say it, and, and you really mean it. And now you say it, and you mean it, and, and there's a whole lot of passion and feeling when you say it. You're just adding, you're dialing up the energy of the words. What we can do with words, how we can build the word with words, and it's not just the meaning of the words, it's not just the communication value. Communication value, you can you communicate without words, you can communicate with body language, you can communicate with writing, it's not the same. When, you, when there's words, when people are conversing, when people are speech, speaking, it's a completely different level of creation of energy and transfer of energy one to the other that is so important. That's another reason why it's so important that we get back from this virtual to, to real, that we get back to learning around the table. And, and, and there's up several ways. It's wonderful that we have the option of being able to, to learn digitally when there's no alternative. But when there is an alternative to be able to be talking and hearing and listening to the energy that there is in words and what's being created when something's being said, that's the creative power, words and conversation, communication. That's the creative power. That's when, we, that's when we are created, not just when we're sitting and thinking. And that's what we need to understand about Sarah Mamro Nibra Olamdo. The entire universe was capable of being created out of the energy emitted from voice. Yes, it was the Rebbeinu Shalom's voice, but we're all made in the Rebbeinu Shalom's image, and we in the tiniest, 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 minutest little way have some of that energy in our voice as well. And that's why we have to be so careful how we use our voices, certainly not to use them negatively. And that's why all these chazal that talk about it, when you say something, say some Roshan Hori, you're creating a mazik, you're creating a force, a thing, that later on, it's in the world already, and you can't get rid of it, because there's energy in voice, and that voice gets, gets converted into, into material things even. And, and how much more so when we talk about, about Divrei Torah, and we talk about and we're davening this tefillah, and we're talking in chesed, and we're kind to people with our words, and we're inspiring to people with our words, to realize what we're able to do with our words, how much power there is in, in our words. 
you know, there's all this discussion going on about whether they should regulate the, the use of guns in the United States because there's so many killings and so on. Yeah, I understand. That's a discussion. What about regulating the use of mouth? More damage is caused by the mouth than is caused by guns. More people are wiped out, damaged, destroyed by people's mouths than by guns. Well, maybe that should be regulated. The truth is it is regulated. The Torah regulates it. That's why the Chofetz Chaim wrote the Shemir HaSaloshim, that you should know what the regulations are, how to use your mouth. And it's not just about avoiding the negative. It's all the positive things you can do with your mouth. A greeting to somebody, to uplift somebody's spirit, to offer to help somebody, to inquire about how somebody's feeling. All these things, it's just words, but, but even if the words had no meaning, there's an erg per second of energy in them. Can you imagine how much energy, when they have, when they have meaning and when they have intention and when they have feeling and they have context, how much more energy there is in words? And we're putting this energy out all the time in any case. Let's be careful that the energy we put out is uplifting and is positive and has an impact on the world and on the universe.